0: Hey everybody, thanks for listening to this week's Mess Hall Podcast. The guest this week is Andy Hayes. Had a great interview. Of course, we talked about pizza. If you like it, make sure you give us a five-star review on iTunes. That'd be great. Leave a comment. You know? Nobody's done that yet, so make sure you do it. I'd like to hear some feedback. And follow me on Twitter at the Mess Hall Pod. And join the Facebook page, you know, join all that social media stuff. And thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast this week. Okay, well, hey, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah, um,
0: so why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? What do you know about food? How do you like it?
1: Well, I'm Andy Haynes, uh, and I'm a comedian, but I was a former, uh, you know, service industry guy, and I did a lot of restaurant jobs, uh, and I just like you know, I like food for the simple fact that, you know, nourishment, but uh, I don't, I guess probably because you can relate so much of your experiences with food to times in your life or, you know, like a vacation, something kind of profound, or maybe it's like home, you know, things like that. So like definitely some of my favorite things to eat are things that I ate in Seattle with my family and, you know, things like that. Like so much salmon growing up, you know, we can always had like salmon feasts and things like that.
0: Always fresh salmon, I guess. And salmon.
1: Yeah, I actually, I didn't eat fish for like two years or something like that. Like I tried to be a complete vegan. Yeah. And then um, copper or salmon came out one year. And I just saw it and I was like, I'm eating that. Like yeah. There's no way I'm not going to eat this salmon. So, yeah. So,
0: you're a vegetarian, but you eat fish. Mm-hmm. Is it just salmon or do you eat all fish?
1: I, uh, yeah, I eat almost all fish. I mean, I don't really love bipods. Like, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of mussels and clams, but I'll eat them. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do oysters, you know, but yeah. I won't seek them out, no. that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I agree with you Sometimes trying to scarf those down isn't the best. Like, I like clams, but not mussels. And I don't know what it is about it. They're almost the same, but...
1: Yeah, and I don't like, um, what is it, the Japanese um, sea urchin, is it umi?
0: Yeah, something like that. It, I know what you're talking about.
1: Some of those things, I, I just it, don't get it at all. Here, it, I'm going to
0: shut this. Um, it looks slimy. Yeah. It's it just unappealing, almost. It
1: just, yeah, it's like... And also, I don't... Like, I think I've tried it, and it's just kind of a salty goo in my mouth. I don't really yeah. understand. Some people, you know... I heard this thing about... In China, like, they... Um, a lot of their like relationship with food is like it's not like they like don't eat things for flavor they eat things for texture oh, okay so like in certain parts of china you, like you'll get like a completely unseasoned dish and it'll just be like tripe and tendon and mm-hmm. like stomach and you're like that's disgusting but for them it's like what they're seeking out in the food yeah I, I can't
0: relate so yeah because some textures just really turn me off like mushrooms yeah yeah, yeah. i find the texture of mushrooms just horrible (laughs) yeah it's it's almost anything with mushrooms whether it's like a whole like portobello big mushroom or it has even a meatier texture but it still has that mushroom and i don't want to say sliminess but it's kind of gooey and yeah
1: mushrooms like i i I like mushrooms but they like the bigger the grosser to me you know like like a portobello like i'll eat like a portobello sandwich yeah but i don't like like a chopped up portobello, that's kind of gross. They, they seem kind of like alien to me. Just this thing that grows out of a spore, like yeah. it just sounds like something an alien.
0: It, it does. I never thought of it like that, but when you say it, it makes sense. It really does.
1: Yeah, there's no like seed and then a vine. It's just like <laughs> dust turns into this little like you know yeah. shape.
0: And how does it get there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, you work in the restaurant industry. Yeah, I did. Yeah. How was that?
1: It was great. I mean. I had, obviously, unpleasant experiences. Yeah. I worked in good and bad restaurants. But um, I think overall, positive, just because I learned how to cook, you know? Um, I definitely have, like, a reverence for fine dining or cultural dining and things like that. And, like, you know, I'll seek out kind of, like, interesting food because of, like, I you know, I've seen what it takes to prepare foods and things yeah. like that. I'm definitely not a master chef or anything but like i worked in this really popular tex-mex place in the town i went to college okay and we actually made decent food i mean it was not fine dining at all but um you know we we sourced everything locally and it was um fresh and like we um you know we like actually took care in preparing it it wasn't just stuff thrown together Nice. um and so I kind of learned the process of that. And even though I don't eat meat, you know, I cooked a lot of meat. And it was, like, kind of interesting to learn how to cook different meats and things like that. And there's something to be said about, like, like there's not really a vegetable dish. I, I was in England, and there's this, there's this place in London called The and it's, like, a very prestigious Indian restaurant. And I think they had this, like, 100-hour lentil soup. You know, they cooked it for 100 hours. That'd be interesting. But I haven't had, like, another thing in the vegetable world that's like that. And I think, like, a lot of meat is that. Like, you know, people will roast a pork shoulder for, like, three days or whatever it is. I, I yeah. just don't have the same kind of, you know, I don't get that.
0: Yeah, I, for me, trying to cook something like that, I don't think I'd have the patience. No,
1: yeah, it's like you got to have a lot of free time to put something on the stove for yeah. two days.
0: And I think even for me, when I cook something at home, if I cook a pork shoulder or... If I'm smoking something it's four or five hours. Yeah. That's a lot of patience for me of yeah waiting yeah. and waiting and waiting. Even though I like good food and I like having that slow roast. It's just
1: Well, yeah. you can just go to a barbecue joint. Yeah, know. and
0: sometimes it's almost worth it just going to a barbecue joint. Yeah. For sure. And there's so many good ones around. Yeah,
1: and I think about like people that like who you know, like when people like raise chickens, I get it. But also, yeah. like, what it takes to raise a chicken versus what it costs for a carton of eggs. <laughs> kind of like, yeah. I'll just buy a carton of eggs. I don't need to raise the chickens.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't know about growing fowl in my backyard. No. It takes off a lot yeah. of real estate.
1: Yeah. And you got to deal with their poop everywhere. And yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. That's,
0: yeah, that's a <laughs> question for me. My wife has guinea pigs and they poop. So <laughs> I, I don't know how she does it and cleans up after them. I just I, stay away. I wonder,
1: uh, people in Peru eat guinea pigs. Yes. And I, I wonder what the, you know, like, I don't want to eat one, but I wonder what the flavor's like.
0: I, I wonder that all the time as I've watched them scurrying around my <laughs> floor threaten my wife that I'm going to cook it one day.
1: There's a funny um, instance in, you know, some hipster was in Brooklyn and a guy was barbecuing in a park there and he was barbecuing guinea pig, but he was from Peru. Yeah, and people lost their mind. All these, she was taking pictures. This is animal cruelty, and all this. And it was like, no, that's just his culture. Yeah, you know, he probably didn't go to a pet store to buy the guinea pig, and if he did, you know, hey,
0: and that's an expensive meal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, how does working in a restaurant influence what you cook now? Does this make you a better home cook? I guess. Um,
1: I think over time, like simplicity, as like, I mean working in a restaurant, I learned what ingredients go into things and like how flavors complement each other. Um, I think I can understand kind of, you know, like I have a better palate for it. Yes. And, um, as a, you know, as a lazy, poor vegetarian, it doesn't get too interesting, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I cook a lot of, you know, I try to cook fresh vegetables and, um, I try to kind of, you know, not overcook things, not over season things. And, um, it's rare that I'm cooking for other people, so I kinda make the best of for me, you know, and I'll try to mix it up sometimes like uh there's uh what I'll do a lot is like if I eat something somewhere and I like it, I'll try to recreate it. Like there's this big um couple years ago the Korean um the Korean taco thing took off in LA. Yeah. yeah. So it was like kimchi or wagyu beef or things like that and putting them in tacos obviously i don't eat the beef but i'll make like kimchi quesadillas or um kimchi eggs you know try to like experiment with those kind of things but all of it is really simplicity to me i like kimchi
0: it's one of those interesting things and it's i've never made it myself like i've always had the jar of it yeah it's nice i I
1: think you have to bury it or something if you really want to make it right i don't have any i live in new york so you can't bury anything (laughs) in new york
0: Yeah, maybe it's one of those ancient Chinese secrets. Yeah, exactly. never going to get out. (laughs) I suppose I could look it up. Everything's on Google now, so...
1: Yeah, but you're probably... You can get a jar for five bucks. I think it's okay. Exactly. (laughs) It's almost like raising the chickens. Yeah.
0: Like, some stuff I make, and I've made it once or a couple times, and is it really worth it to make it? Like, i made my own ketchup before. Yeah. And by the time you buy all the ingredients... It's still cheaper to buy a bottle of Heinz ketchup. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm not talking, like, no-name, like, ketchup that's a dollar a bottle, but... Like, yeah. I like Heinz, and I guess that's what I go to. I
1: think they... I think there was, like, some kind of vote and they universally everybody agreed that Heinz was the best ketchup in the world. Yes. And they even included that, like, Sir Kensington's or whatever, like, <laughs> the, the fine ketchups. Yeah. I, I uh, I think... You know, if somebody's doing it pretty good, you don't need to do it yourself kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and that's what I've come to a realization, too. Like, the place where I work at, for example, we can make our own salad dressings. But Kraft makes an excellent salad dressing. So, And most people like ranch, like Kraft ranch salad dressing. And I can make my own ranch. I can do stuff to it. I can add peppercorns or I can add some green onions. But people just want ranch sometimes. Yeah, yeah, of like course. Like I said, it's, it, almost it's not broken, so it's good. I like,
1: it. I like that some people, I've seen a big trend in, especially like in the bigger cities in the U.S., and, you know, I'm sure all over the world, but where somebody will, they'll do something kind of elevated, like they'll make like a really good chicken, or they'll make like a really good burger, or whatever it is. And they'll use the greatest ingredients for that, but then they'll still stick with the like, classic sleazy ingredient that makes it what it is yeah. you know like in, there's like a lot of fine southern cooking coming out but they'll still go back to the pimento cheese because oh, it's okay. like you can't really recreate that like craft pimento cheese
0: yeah and i wonder if that sort of like takes people back to their childhood yeah yeah and That memory of having that so it makes it yeah better. i think
1: there's like a nostalgia you know like you smell things and you're right back
0: like i make grilled cheese at home yeah it's one of my favorite things to make at home. and I can use every kind of cheese. And sometimes, like, one of my favorite cheeses is, like, uh, cumin seed gruyere. And yeah. It's yeah. so good. And sometimes I'll use that for grilled cheese, and I'll put some, like, pulled pork in there or something. Uh-huh. But then sometimes it's, like, craft cheese slice and bread. And yeah. There's something to be said about just that classic. Yeah, yeah. Um, grilled cheese or the classic.
1: Irredient. We used to work at a summer, or not we, uh, I used to work at a summer camp, and when we would go, we'd go on these like island trips. Um, this is kind of out by Victoria, like the islands out there. Yeah. And um, we'd go on these island trips that were like, you know, basics, like camping, essentially. And we'd have to cook for all the kids, and a lot of times we'd cook like, um, you know, spam and, and uh, uh, what are they called, skillet biscuits and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if, it was because we were so hungry or something like that, but I don't know if there's been a meal in a restaurant that's been as good as that meal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just like flour, water and salt and then spam, you know, there wasn't much to it.
0: Sometimes those meals that Mm -hmm. are just so simple are the best. Yeah. Yeah. um, One of my favorite meals ever was I was in band with my wife and she was pregnant and it was just, we just wanted something quick and we, we had a little kitchenette in our hotel room and I think we just got like a jar of tomato sauce in and it was just like a bag of ravioli or something. This, uh-huh. It was really simple and like lowbrow, but I think sometimes ambiance does it too. Like if you're in the woods camping and yeah, you're describing it, it's almost like a zone that you're in and that meal that you're going to have and yeah, yeah. everything that goes around with it. So it's not always about that meal, but everything that's with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember it was just my wife and I, it was was before my son was born and and just a quiet, slow meal. Yeah. It was great.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I can think of, you know, a hundred meals like that where it was like, I also think like, uh, you know, that that's like the secret behind like in and out that burger chain in, in California. It's like, they have recreated like an atmosphere around a drive-in, and the ingredients are super simple. I mean, I don't even know if there's ten ingredients in their burger,
0: you know? And there's probably not. I think I've seen like like we have five five guys, and I think yeah. it's comparable. Where it's just like beef and bun almost. And yeah, they, yeah. They just use the beef, put it on the flat top, and like, put some seasoning salt on it. So it's yeah, and I don't always
1: think that like. You necessarily like fresh vegetables are pretty standardly better, but I can remember when I used to eat meat. One of my favorite things to eat as a meat eater—I mean, I didn't know anything better—but like a cube steak cooked in butter. Okay. It's like probably the lowest grade beef you can buy. It's like yeah. one step up from chuck, but it was like delicious. Like I loved yeah. it. Yeah, and I bet it would be. It was so simple. Maybe like fry some onions. Yeah, frying onions. I mean, that has to be one of like the easiest best things to cook in the world just yeah. like sauteed onions and it's one ingredient
0: you know? it is and it smells so good and it puts a fragrance in the house and yeah it's, yeah it's you're bringing a smile to my face with just that one simple thing yeah it's like just onions and a little bit of butter
1: my so roommate is um he's italian and he's from new jersey and he doesn't have any formal training but he cooks a lot and he cooks italian food and it was, it's amazing to see what he can do with as little as possible. Okay. You know, he makes minestrone constantly and it's like every single one is like an experiment in refining the perfect minestrone. Nice. And, um, it's always just one or two spices and then everything else is like starting with a stock yeah. and then just working their way up. So it, it, yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm not very interested in complicating food.
0: No, it- and I've had it, but I, I enjoy just a simple, simple meal sometimes. And yeah, I think that's what the best thing about food is sometimes. And
1: yeah, I've noticed that all these people, especially like with sushi, as sushi's moved into the states and Canada, yeah, that um, you know everybody wants to they want to make like a caterpillar roll, like that's everybody's like favorite thing, and it's like you know nineteen different things in the sushi, and then they cover it with stuff, and then they deep fry it and cover it again, and it's like I'm sure that's good. But it's also, like, probably the best piece of sushi you're going to get, if you thought it out, would be, like, one piece of fish. Yeah. You know, perfectly seasoned. Yeah. Right on, like, a bed of rice that's perfectly made. And it's, when you really put it down, it's, like, probably, like, five ingredients in the rice, and maybe
0: they put some ponzu sauce on top of the fish. Yeah. And that's about it. And that probably is probably one of the best. Yeah. I'm not a huge sushi fan, but what you described on the first one sounds good yeah but what you described the second one i want to have sushi yeah exactly <laughs> and my wife and i went to a place like that it looked it looks really nice but i think i just like the simplicity sometimes
1: yeah i think um you know it's just it's uh it's like putting too much makeup on something yeah you know, it doesn't It might look good, but, you know, there's a certain, um, it loses some of its innocence.
0: Yeah, and that's probably the best way to describe it. That's a good way. Um, yeah. So, being from New York, I have to ask, and I know you're vegetarian, but is there, like, good vegetarian pizza places?
1: There's everything. I actually, um, a little-known secret that I don't know if a lot of New Yorkers would admit, but basically, like, the entire Northeast is Italian-Americans. And it kind of goes from D.C. all the way up to Maine, like that whole area, and all the way out to Chicago. There's Italians all over. I don't like Chicago-style pizza. I'm not a big fan of deep dish. There's just too much bread in it.
0: I think we might have to cut the interview <laughs> off right there.
1: Are you a deep dish guy? I am. You know, I think I also haven't given enough tries. But I think I had deep dish a while ago, and it, was, it wasn't it was great. But what I, I'm a big fan of the Neapolitan-style pizza, the, the thin crust. and okay. I don't like the crunchy thin crust. But, anyways, I'm going down a tangent. I Sorry. went to Connecticut the other day. Yeah. And um, Connecticut actually is famous for its pizza. And I went to this place
0: called Frank Pepe's. I've heard of it. I. It's on a lot of shows. Yeah, I don't want to cut you off, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I don't have cable, so YouTube yeah. is my universe. And I saw a show on... And I think it was on Ugly Delicious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on Netflix there. So.
1: And, I mean, it was like... I don't need a lot of pizza like and I was blown away like it was like I couldn't put it down and it was just a simple margarita sauce yeah and um you know I, I think it was just mozzarella and a slice of basil I got some extra garlic put on there Nice, but um you it's it's hard to go wrong I, I mean I think like Sparrow obviously is not going to be a great slice. Yeah. and um, a couple of the places that you go in New York are going to be on the cheaper side a lot of pizza like, will sit in the bay for a long time yeah. but if you get a fresh made pizza and the place isn't you know, just slinging two dollar slices or whatever it's probably going to be pretty decent Yeah, I, I think the best one in the city I think people would argue would be um, I can't think of it right now but it's underneath the Brooklyn Bridge that's, that's one of the best slices There's a couple pizza places in um, Staten Island that people, like, will catch the ferry down to go eat at. Uh And then um, Lombardi's is always, like, a destination one, although it's annoying because it's in Little Italy and you have to battle tourists to get in. Oh, okay. You know, it can be a two-hour wait to sit down. Yeah. I think, you know... Um, I was just talking to a guy, he, he actually lives here, and he's a comic, and he went down and he did New Orleans and Houston, and he, he ate a lot of the Creole food, yeah. and he said some of the best meals he had were just in a, like a gas station kitchen, you know, like, just like a counter, and um, I think it's the same thing with the Northeast and, like, pizza. It's like, you can go and you can get, like, a $40 pie and, you know, sit down in a fine midtown restaurant. But, like, realistically, the best pizza, I mean, Frank Pepe's wasn't, you know, Frank Pepe's was pretty basic, but it was the best pizza pizza I've ever had.
0: It looks pretty basic, but it looks so good. Yeah. I want to go to New York, and I just, my wife and I talk about it, so we'll get there someday, and I just want to try all these different pizzas.
1: It's worth it. And I think also, I'm guessing you can get a good slice. I mean, I think you can get a good slice anywhere, realistically. But um, I heard Montreal has an amazing Italian food scene, because there's a lot of Italians there, so... Maybe you don't have to leave the great great country of Canada.
0: Oh, but I like traveling. So. But New York
1: is New York is a fantastic yeah. place.
0: Yeah, just I've been to Montreal. We drove through and we just wanted to get poutine. Oh yeah. And was it worth it? Well, we saw we pulled over for gas and we saw like this poutine food truck. Yeah. And we thought that's the perfect place. Yeah and we drove up to it and it was closed. Uh, it was so disappointing. That's heartbreaking. It was. And
1: There's a place in Seattle. Um, called uh, what's it called? It's it's really great. A paseo, and it's a Cuban place, and they specialize in these Cuban sandwiches. And they're not the typical Cuban sandwich. The typical Cuban sandwich is like um, ham, cheese on a like a, a kind of a baguette, but like simpler than that, like a hoagie roll almost. Yeah, and then they panini grill it. Yeah. Um, And that's, I I forget what that's called exactly, but that's like the standard Cuban sandwich. It probably has a little bit of mayo on it.
0: Yeah, uh, Dijon mustard. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, But they make these Cuban sandwiches there, and it's basically um, garlic butter on a French baguette with um, romaine lettuce, sautéed onions, and you choose your choice of meat. So they have tofu, they have brisket, they have scallops, all of it. And that's one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my okay. whole life. It's like totally worth it. But they used to keep really weird hours, oh. so you'd go and you'd be like, "I'm gonna get Paseo, like it's gonna be amazing." And then it would be like, you know, Monday, and they'd be like, "We're, you know, we're not open on Mondays, <laughs> Thursdays, and Sunday mornings." And you're just like, <laughs>
0: "That would be disappointing."
1: Did you ever have the uh, the the what's it? The famous smoked pastrami? Is that the big Montreal thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't eat pastrami, but. To,
0: I've never had it in Montreal. I've had pastrami, but um, it's all right. Yeah. Like, I like it.
1: Just that's, the, that's the one thing that everybody told me was, like, the Montreal food. Yeah. But I don't eat pastrami, so.
0: Yeah, it's, it looks good. I've, <laughs> I've never had it in Montreal, but I guess it would be same as bagels. Bagels are big in Montreal. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, bread. I, I, uh, I, um, I try to not eat bread during the week just because I have, like, a weak spot for bread. So I try to like save it for the weekends, and um, I don't know, man. Like, baked goods, like that's a whole nother world of like I, I can't really bake that well. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, you know, that's heaven. Like,
0: yeah, I've been tr- I've been trying to bake more at home. I I got away for from it for a while because of my son's allergies, but I've been really trying to get back into it. lately. Does he have like a gluten? Uh, eggs and nuts. Oh, okay. So, baking without eggs yeah that's hard but now we've got these like there's you egg replacers to, you don't have to use those there's so many different ways and um bake, is, like, is uh, it
1: tre- tree nuts too or? yeah okay yeah.
0: yeah so i made this chocolate cake and i've talked about it and it's like a spicy chocolate cake and it's yeah good and, well, last week i made a banana chocolate cake so the banana acts as a binder but, oh yeah um yeah so you put baking soda in vinegar in it, so almost like the volcano. Effect. Yeah, yeah. So it helps rise it. And oh, that really, sounds amazing. Yeah, and it was good. And I put balsamic in. Yeah. Balsamic vinegar. Oh, really?
1: It. it gives it just a little... Tanginess? Yeah, and it's really
0: good. I really like it.
1: I think balsamic's pretty underrated.
0: Yeah, I, we go through a ton of it at home. Yeah, and apple cider too, the same yeah. thing.
1: I, I, um, my last partner, my girlfriend, was a... Uh, she had a gluten allergy. She was celiac. Okay. And so I got to like... Uh, you know explore the world of gluten-free food and there's so much of it you know like all those like teff flours and garbanzo bean flours and all those things it's just uh yeah i mean baked goods
0: i could go on for days about it like a buckwheat pancake oh yeah that's heaven for me yeah Yeah. yes what else like baked goods in breakfast or dessert or
1: both or yeah i mean anything like i think all time like uh celebration cakes, those like confetti cakes, okay. like from the cheapest box to the most expensive kind, I yeah. could eat those all day, and then like Tres Leches cake, I think that's close to heaven, okay. you know, like, I don't know if you've had a trace Leches cake, no. but it's, um, I think it's cooked with condensed milk, and then it's got a milky frosting, and then they pour uh, liquid condensed milk over it too, so it's like a sponge wet cake, Heavy, Sounds and it's, good. You know, just the, like the perfect amount of vanilla and cinnamon, and it's, uh, that's divine. That's, I'm going have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, that, uh, that one's worth seeking out. If you have a, a decent Mexican restaurant in town, they should yeah. have it. Um, and then, you know, I love a good croissant, especially an almond croissant. Um, donuts, you know, yeah. I go crazy for donuts. I, I, I like a maple uh, maple old-fashioned, best, oh, best yeah. donut to me. I don't need all these like new toppings. That everybody's going crazy with. Although on Saturday I might go try the Cadbury egg one at Tim Hortons just because oh, okay. it looked interesting. Um, and then I really like like hearty things, like you know, like anything that's made with like a heavy grain. Um, there's a there's a sourdough that you don't get a lot. It's a French sourdough, and I think it's called a boulé. Oh, it's like a it's like a round sourdough, and it's a dark dark grain. Okay. And it's you know just great. I love
0: sourdough. I think the sourdough breads better than anything
1: else. Yeah, without a doubt. Like a French toast made of sourdough. Yeah. Get out of here, like. Yeah. Screw brioche. Screw any. Like, yeah, band. I think brioche is. I I don't really care about brioche. Yeah. It's like, it, it the texture is good. It's fun, you know. Yeah. But give me sourdough any day. The yeah,
0: week. and sourdough buns, sourdough loaves, like round sourdough and yeah, and like nice and dark.
1: It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Heavy, you know, thick crust. Yes. Yeah. For
0: sure. has a nice chew to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice flavor. (laughs) Nice smell. Just... Yeah. It's it's everything.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, half of cooking, what's so enjoyable is, like, the preview of the smell. You know, you get to smell what you need, like, having it evolve and stuff like that. Yeah. It's great. It is. It's
0: it's almost like magic.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's not a lot of things we get to do that are that simply chemical, like chemistry, you know, it's like you're doing chemistry on your own, and yeah. you, except you're not using chemicals, and you're not going to blow anything up, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, uh,
0: I caused a couple fires. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: grease can grease can catch. I, I haven't, I don't think I've mastered cooking fish, I think fish is a delicate process, I probably always overcook my fish, but I also like my fish overcooked, which is probably a result of, I'm not a huge fan of translucent fish, like I'll eat good sushi, but... I don't want raw salmon. I don't want to be able to. I don't like gummy things. No,
0: and I think that goes back to the texture that we were talking about. Yes, yeah, because yeah, that like gummy texture of raw salmon, almost like raw texture of mushrooms. Yeah, it's, yeah,
1: it's kind of anything like sinewy. I'm not a big fan yeah. of.
0: Yeah, that's what I find about like shrimp and lobster. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's that, like, I corn.
1: don't like lobster. I like shrimp, but lobster, it's it's too much for me. It's like too big. Yeah. In, in the mid-Atlantic, like the D.C. area, we drink, uh, we eat blue crabs, which are pretty regionally specific, like, yeah. and we put Old Bay on them. Old Bay, yes. Yeah, we steam them and we put Old Bay, and um, if you go to Maryland, like, and you order a dozen crabs, they're, they're not cleaned, they're just cooked, so you, you have to take their shell off and you have to clean all the innards out, yeah. and then you have to break them open and you have to, like, find the crab meat within the crab. Pretty intense and it's gross to a lot of people. A lot of people don't like it.
0: Yeah, I used to work in a crab processing plant.
1: Oh, okay. So, so you've I, seen it. Yeah, I've
0: seen it. i get in there and get everything out.
1: Was that in Nova Scotia? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I think did. You guys get blue crabs up there, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know what they had at that time. I was young as a teenager. I just wanted money and I didn't last long. Just, yeah, I think
1: uh, lobsters, pretty specifically, like I think that's a, a unique taste. Um, I. Uh, Forgot what I was gonna say. That nah, doesn't matter. But yeah, um, yeah I, any you know the the smell, the process of creating it. I, I haven't done a lot of like you know I've never done a souffle, so I don't know like those things.
0: Well, do you eat eggs? Or?
1: I do. Yeah. I've made um, my family. We one of our specialties. You know, like the meals we cook on like yeah. a cold morning that everybody's in their pajamas is Dutch babies. And a I'm Dutch sure. baby is a baked pancake, essentially, but it's okay. got a lot of eggs in it. Oh, okay. It's like three eggs, a cup of flour, a cup of milk, a um, little salt.
0: I think that's it. Sounds pretty basic and good.
1: And you just, you know, you mix that up. You want to make sure that you don't mix it, but you also don't want to leave it clumpy because it has to bake. And it rises in this way that it looks like a big pillow. Oh, okay. And then when it's done, it collapses, and it's like this kind of amazing, perfect... Um, thick, eggy pancake, and you do powdered sugar, lemon, and butter, and it's, you know. Sounds good. It's, like, one of the best things. Actually, I think the other day on, um, you know how there's that new Chopped in Canada where they, like, where they give people, like, um, well, you don't have cable, no. but they have a new, they made Chopped, like, harder now, like, they give people obstacles, Oh. like, okay. you can, like, mess up your opponent by, like, giving them, that they have to wear, like, a backpack full of weights or something like that. But they were cooking Dutch babies on it.
0: I, I know the show you're talking about, Alton Brown or something. Yeah, yeah, it. it's some mean yeah, chef show. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen it. I've seen all the shows. I just don't watch it. And yeah. The last time I had, saw cable TV, it was turned on Food Network, and it just seemed it was like the Guy Fietti network. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I love him. I think he's great. He's hilarious. But
1: uh, yeah. There's this comic uh, Shane Torres, who's a uh, he's a he's a stateside comic. He lives in New York, but he's from Portland. Oh, he's from Dallas. He came up in Portland, but he has this amazing bit. It's worth everybody listening should uh, Google it. Shane Torres, Guy Fieri, and he just basically goes through why like, Guy Fieri is like this amazing guy.
0: Yeah, did he was he on Conan? Or yeah, something yeah, that did that and bit? he's the guy talking about like because yeah. Guy
1: Fieri, like you know, he's like paid for gay couples weddings when like people would deny them yeah. service and all this stuff like he's a great guy yeah and everybody just hates him because he has a bleach spawn spikes or something like that see
0: and that's why i said i'll because he's just i think he's he seems great fun he's yeah it's like if i could hang out with one celebrity chef i think it would be him it's like
1: yeah i think the rest of them would be kind of hard to hang out with like guy theory i think he knows how to cook and i also think he's a good guy
0: yeah and he has an awesome backstory and I heard an interview with him on the Sporkful podcast. Yeah. He went into his whole background and how he got started and just started off small time and just great story. Yeah. Seems like a great person.
1: Um, He he also, you know, he's kind of somebody that practices that same thing of like, seems like he likes to go back to the roots. Like everything, you know, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah. So many of those recipes are like, what's the best barbecue sauce? And it's just like, Molasses, vinegar, you know, whatever yeah. it is, tomato paste. Yeah. But you actually see, like, simplicity, yeah. you know, versus, like... I love Anthony Bourdain. I think he's done amazing things yeah. for food. Mario Batali, David Chang, all of them are doing cool things. Yeah. But at the same time, so much of the stuff they're going after is, like, you know, like, Swedish gastronomy, where they're, like, making foams, and I, I want nothing to do with it.
0: Yeah, I've, I need foams, and it's just... Seems too delicate for me. I just I don't want to eat like that. Yeah, you know, I want to have fun with eating. I want to have I want to have a smile on my face with every bite. And I don't know if I'm trying to scoop up a little bit of foam on my <laughs> fork with something else. It's going to be fun. Yeah, like I don't want like a uh, like uh, like an Amuse
1: Bouche size entree. you know, yes. and that's what you get a lot of those fine dining. And some of them are amazing. I went to Spain, and some of that food was out of this world. You know, yeah. but Excuse me. Um, Seltzer water. Um, It was just like, you know, it was too delicate and it was gone immediately. Yeah. Some of the best meals I've had are like, this goes back to Southern cooking. Like, you know, a lot of times when you go to a good Southern meal, it's like those, those aluminum trays full of macaroni, full of greens, full of cornbread. And it's like, it's probably not the highest quality ingredients, but it's delicious. And also, you know, you're going to eat so much. Yes. That you're gonna get full versus yes. this weird like palate cleansing moment. It's like you know. There's a
0: place down the road just like that. And it's a barbecue place. Yeah. It's a uh, holy smoke, and it's just like that. It's real good barbecue, and it seems so simple. And yeah, yeah. It's on a tray with the butcher paper. On yeah. The end. yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. But that's our time for today. Great. Uh, thanks for coming out. Thanks for doing this. That yeah. Was really good. Thanks for having me. Um, is there anything you want to promote or anything like that?
1: Um. I don't – I am going back to New York and then L.A. I guess if you are um, in either of those areas, look up at my website, imandyhaines.com, and uh, try to see me live. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, my calendar is always up to date on that. So if you are in one of the towns, I'm in, come out to a show because I like audiences. Good, good. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. If you do, like I said earlier – Make sure you give it five stars on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter, uh, Facebook, all that stuff. You know, next week's podcast is with Ali Hassan, which was great. We had a great interview. You no, know, It was in a beautiful setting. I went to Banff to talk to him. It was a great day. So make sure you tune in again next week. And Thanks for listening, and keep on playing with your food.